This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now here's your host, our dad, Lion Scott. Good morning, good afternoon, I don't care when it is, but welcome back to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Uh, well, yeah, once again, this is Ryan, Ryan Scott, hailing from Western Kentucky, the beautiful state of Western Kentucky. I just had to uh, step away from the University of Kentucky, Florida basketball game to film this podcast. So that is, you know, obviously I love the podcast if I'm willing to do that. But I'm super excited, super stoked. Um, you know, just all of those um, all of those exciting words. I'm excited to to welcome a guy that up until about 10 minutes ago, um, I didn't realize we had so much in common. So I'm really, really excited to welcome Mr. Bradley Lands. He is a learner, educator, owner of UpLearn LLC, the director of technology and innovation from McLean, Virginia, author of Knowledge Able, igniting a new generation of lifelong learners, Hey, Bradley, welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm really yeah. looking forward to talking with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you doing? Doing well. You know, it's uh, eight o'clock over here. It's, right. um, it's been a long day. It's been a jam-packed day, but it's been a very fulfilling day, so I can't complain. Okay. Actually, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. How was your work day? Like, so was this a typical day? Was uh, it's a little more stressful, a little less. What was it like? So so today was a little atypical. I had a lot going on um, at the same time. So in my school, my my normal job is the director of technology. Um, but in independent schools, we have a habit of wearing lots of different hats. Yeah, right. So I'm also the dean of the fifth grade. And Sweet. I'm, yeah, which is fun, right? And then I'm also um, the designee for our primary school okay. uh, because she's out on, on family leave. So I am helping to fulfill that role while she's out. Lots of behavior today. Um, it's some definite behavior <laughs> that arose. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that usually usually consumes most of my time. Um, but I'm also involved in a lot of other leadership workshops, and um, I, I do this one with technology. And we had a, a summit today where we present virtually. Um, cool. Connect really fun. And then I also attended another leadership workshop tonight um, around my area for emerging leaders. And so okay. I'm really trying to, um, you know, learn as much as I can from other people, yeah. bounce off different ideas. Um, I'm just, I'm just really, um, you know, just really passionate about, uh, yeah. about becoming here and, and trying to extend my sphere of influence and also learn at the same time. So it was sure. a busy day, but I'm really excited to finish my night uh, here with you. Excellent. So, okay. So it sounded like your average day is like 28 hours. So I will try, <laughs> I will try to not like bore you to death. You know what? We're going to have some fun tonight because I'm excited about talking about this subject of uh, youth mental health, something I struggled with as a kid. I, something I see kids struggling with. Um, I'm really, really excited. But before, before we actually jump into the meat, uh, like I was telling you, I'm a big, huge firm believer 
and connections before the content. So before we can content, we got to connect. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, listeners, Bradley and I connected. We were talking like I played soccer. He used to play soccer. Um, my job prior to being in education, he, he had the same type of job. So I'm excited to get to, to know a little bit more. Um, but my always my go-to first getting to know you question is, what three words describe Bradley's present reality? So right now, I love that question, by the way, three words. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I would say right now, um, I'm very grateful. Grateful. Um, Yes, I'm grateful. Um, I'm passionate, and I am ambitious. Mm. All I'd good. Say that sums me up right now. Yeah. Do you, are you hungry? Hungry. Um, I, I just ate dinner a little while ago. Okay, so never mind. That's not a word. I'm hungry for opportunity. See oh, what I did there? I like That's that. Ambition. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was good. So okay, if I was to kick a word right now. Um, Right now, I am, um, I am, well, I'm wet because it's storming here right now. I don't know if you may be able to hear it when the lightning strikes later. Um, but other than that, I I would say I'm grateful also. Um, had a great weekend. Got to hang That's out awesome. with family, do some hiking and stuff. So, yeah, I'm grateful too. Um, Bradley, I have got two getting to know you questions next. Um, All right. Two of my, okay. Two of my especially this first one um as a guy that writes and is writing a book um, i'm always excited to ask authors like if you were to give me a an abbreviated not well not super abbreviated but you know not like an hour version um <laughs> the, the story behind your book knowledge able like the why you know what was going on and you know that kind of stuff tell me tell me about it yeah so kind of answering the why behind the book so I've had the idea knowledge able for about eight years and I've done a lot of presentations, workshops, keynotes on the idea. And it got to the point where it was around, you know, the pandemic when um, I felt like I, I wasn't being fulfilled. You know, shut down. Time. Yeah. It was a dark time yeah. for everyone, especially for educators and students. And I really needed something to pick myself up professionally. And I wanted to try to pick up other people as well. And so I knew a lot of educators that were really talented educators were, were dropping off. You know, they were getting burnout. They were leaving the profession. And so I wanted to try to write a book to package a lot of those ideas that I'd already had for a long time and been testing it out. And I wanted to package that to hopefully inspire teachers to stay in the field inspire current teachers to try to take student learning to the next level. And then I also wanted to work on a professional development opportunity, um, you know, for myself. And, and it ended up being a, a really awesome project. Um, it turned out, you know, I, I reached out and, and wrote a lot of things on my blog and, and got people to comment on it and, and give me feedback. And it really helped me refine my learning and other people said it was really helpful. And, and so it, that kind of gave me momentum sure. to where I was getting my confidence. I'm like, okay, so people are really, you know, uh, they're liking some of this stuff that I'm putting out there. And so it was really helpful for me to test some of that and, you know, blog about it and put it on Twitter. Um, and my passion just kept me moving forward. And um, I was able to, 
even self-publish my book, um, which was something else I had no idea how to do. Um, I don't have a background in English or I didn't consider myself a writer, um, but I just had all these ideas and I was passionate enough. um, I was able to refine my writing and get some help from talking to some friends and colleagues all along the way. So that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. um, Totally get it there. You know, there are subjects I could. I'm a nerd. Absolutely. Number one, I'm a nerd. Self-professed, self-professed, professed bibliophile. Um, I just ordered your book. I think it's like, thank you. Like, yeah, I've got like five books in front of it that I've still got. You know what I mean? Like I've got a in the queue. I get it. Yeah, dude. Like I just can't stop reading. So I love that. There are things that I love to talk about. I love to write about. So I get it. Like when you're passionate, it's not that it's easy, but you can sit down and just crank it out. Now, obviously, you go yeah, back and yeah. edit it later and all that stuff, but. Um, okay, so that's the story. Um, knowing you're a dad, yeah. What what is your so? Okay, first off, I say Saturday is the the best day of the week. Some people say it's Friday, but Saturday is when you get to wake up and you know normally you don't have tons. Hopefully, you don't have tons of stuff. But what is your perfect Saturday morning look like? Mm, great, question. ideal, ideal. Yeah, I. Oh, ideal or what I normally do? No, like the, like perfect. Like if you were to choose your day. Okay. Saturday. So I would, I love sleep. Uh, I feel like I don't get enough sleep <laughs> just because, you know, how hard we work. Good so segue. I would love, okay. I'd love to be able to sleep in. Um, so what's always, sleeping in for you? Oh man, sleeping in anything, anything like, past... Seven seven thirty. If I could get eight o'clock, if I could get eight o'clock, I'd be When we were kids, no, I, I don't think I'd be able to sleep that long. No, no. Um, like if I could, okay. if I could get out past eight o'clock, it would be good. Um, okay. I always enjoy a really good cup of coffee. Yeah. My wife can always make a pot in the morning. We're we're big okay. coffee drinkers. Black. Black. Yep. Straight. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Tells me a lot about you. We'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would make a, a nice cup of coffee. Um, I probably put on the news in the morning okay. and just okay. chill out, just watch a little TV. Um, from there, I'd probably go on a nice long bike ride. Cool. My wife and I cycle. Okay. Um, then after I get my exercise in, I would, um, I'd, I'd like to spend some family time. I'd love to um, hang out for lunch and spend some quality time with my wife and my son and my two dogs, Sadie and Madison. Um, and then after that, uh, dude, might even take a nap. Dude, I love sleep. It's the perfect Saturday. It is the perfect Saturday. Then I'd probably top it off and meet some friends at a local pub. I like going out. I'm an extrovert. I love hanging out and talking with people and being able to catch up with some friends I hadn't seen in a while. So that sounds like a pretty ideal Saturday. Okay. Okay. So I have just written all that down. When you come to Henderson, Kentucky, I can we can do all that. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. The only thing I would throw in there is pancakes. In the morning. Okay. I do like to make pancakes. I usually make them on Sunday though for my whole family. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That, that's my shtick. Okay. They, they love daddy's pancakes. You put a little nice. uh, vanilla, vanilla extract, a little cinnamon, Ooh. a little applesauce. Okay. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, beautiful. And okay. so I'm a, a road cyclist so, and I don't like hills. Um, so hills are hard for me. So I usually like flat area. Um, okay. I don't know. Parts of Kentucky seem like it might be more mountain biking, depending on where you live. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like far eastern. I'm actually more in the west. 
But yeah, yeah, it's not just planes or anything by any means. Um, (laughs) No, that sounds sounds fun. So Bradley, what questions do you have for me? So I have a similar question for you. Not Saturday, but if you had 25 hours in a day, what would you do with the extra hour? Ooh. Easy, family. Easy, easy. Um, You know, you're like me. I mean... I feel like education is a calling for me and I, and I get the same vibe from you. You know, I feel like, uh, this is my purpose. And so it's really, really easy to, you know, work life balance is, is not an easy thing for me sometimes. So having that extra hour to be able to just say, no, you know, from, I don't even know what you'd say from this number to this number. No, it's, it's that. So yeah, that's how, that's what I would do. And um, it reminded me of the best advice I ever got from someone who had written a book. He said, the best thing that you need to do and remember while you're writing a book, is stay married. He said, (laughs) it is hard on the family. It is hard on the family, you know? And so I was like, wow, it really makes you prioritize. Yeah. And really appreciate, you know, the the things that your family give up for you to allow you to have some time. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm up by 4.15 every day. So I do my writing. 6 30 in the morning so that's the only only way because on top of that i'm coaching select soccer with my daughter and you know doing all that stuff so i get it what um what's your second question second question is um i'm a big tech guy so if you could remove all the apps on your phone except for three which ones would you keep and why Okay, let me pull it up. So at first, man, I was a, I was about to make you make, I was about to think that you were going to make me choose between Apple and Android at first. Ooh, I, like, oh, I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't yeah, do dude, that because I'll lose half of my listeners if I say what my, <laughs> my device is. Okay, so if I was to keep three apps, um, easy. The first one, Duolingo. Cool. Uh, I am on a let's look, five hundred and thirty nine day streak. Good for you. Um, yeah. What when, are you trying to when, learn? Spanish. Spanish? Nice. Yeah. So I grew up um, actually learning Spanish in high school. I played in a um, Hispanic soccer league in high school. Um, I took it in college. I just love the whole culture. Uh, my yeah. last my last school, we had a, a very high Guatemalan population. And so I took it upon myself to get better at Spanish so I could my three words are valued, seen, and heard, and I want all of my kids to feel valued, seen, and heard. Mm-hmm. So, so if I can talk to my Hispanic students, um, so okay, Duolingo. Hmm. Okay, this is going to sound bad, but Amazon. Okay, no. <laughs> there's no judgment some, here. Zero I judgment. Some, I buy something weekly off of Amazon. Way too much hiking, hiking gear, and books. Um, and then my last one. Okay, so I'm really debating between one of my social media apps or my restaurant apps because I really like to order Chick-fil-A through the app. Mm. Um, but really, this is a hard one. Okay, so I'm going to do – okay, I'm going to do it. For for mental health sake, I'm going to get rid of my social media apps, and I'm okay. only going to do the Chick-fil-A. That's just for That's straight awesome. for mental health. I need Chick-fil-A in my life. Chick-fil-A is good for the soul. <laughs> Bad for the belly. 
Good for the soul. Bad for the belly. <laughs> okay, dude. Um, all right. good. Yeah, so now that you know me, now that I know you, um, you know, Brene Brown, who is one of my crushes. Love Brene uh, Brown. Oh, God. Dare to lead. Dude, all of her books. Um, yeah. She talks so much about vulnerability and trust between people. And, and, and it's so important for me, for my staff, my teachers to understand that getting to know your kids and them to get to know you on a personal level helps with everything. So that's why I really want my 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 guests are sorry, yeah, my guests to model that, but then for our listeners to really see what it, you know, in real life. So okay. Now we're gonna get to the part where we actually get to start talking about why you're here. Um, okay. Great. Yeah. So I, I kind of in the beginning alluded to that we're going to talk about youth mental health. Um so would you say that the problem that your idea is hoping to alleviate deals with youth mental health. Absolutely. Okay. It's it it involves it. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say it, it directly tries to um, solve that problem, but my idea helps to address the problem in its solution. If that makes okay. sense. Oh yeah, it's a uh, happy byproduct. Yes. Oh, I like that happy byproduct. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. 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 So, dude. Um, what is your big idea? Let, let's just speak it into existence. Let's go. So my big idea stems from my book, Knowledge Able. Um, you know, in education, we all love acronyms. And yeah. I came up with the ABLE acronym and um, created what I call the ABLE cycle. And I wanted to create something that was easy to remember, easy to implement, hard to forget. Yeah. And so the ABLE cycle... Um, just really stands for four main concepts in trying to learn anything you want. The first one is A, which stands for ask a question. B stands for believe in yourself. L stands for leverage or leverage resources. And E is for execute the task. And I think what we often forget sometimes is how important self-efficacy and confidence is in learning new things and taking risks and, yeah. and trying new things, right? It's, it's a really yeah. critical component, as you know. Yeah. And so I really wanted to make sure um, that that was part of my ABLE cycle. The, the whole psychological, social, emotional piece is really, really, um, I think, necessary in order for any significant learning to occur. And so that was kind of my big idea that I put in my book. Um, I broke my book into four parts. The first part is uh, making the case for what I call a knowledge-able classroom. The second part talks about um, different conditions that amplify learning. Okay. And then okay. the third part uh, breaks down the ABLE cycle, and it's and it puts it into four different sections. So the first part is ask a question. I have two chapters on that, so on and so forth. And then finally, the fourth part is putting it all together, creating okay. a personalized action plan okay. um, using the knowledge able cycle um, so that hopefully you will be able to learn anything or you know gain a new skill in something that is hmm. desirable. Oh, I like it, man. So this is like a how-to to learn. Like kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Okay, so, okay, A is ask a question, mm -hmm. B is believe in yourself, right? L is leverage resources, leverage resources, yeah, E is execute the task, 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then after you finish E, it's a cycle, right? So you you get your feedback, you reflect, and then you take that information and you ask another question. Hmm. And so there's there's a scientific method. There's design thinking models that are out oh, yeah. there. For sure. Right? And so this is kind of a little bit of a blend of the two that really just gets direct to the point. Oh, very, so very, design very thinking cool. models, I think, are a little bit too too long. They have like eight to ten, you know, different steps. So I wanted something that was a little bit more digestible. Yeah. And so um, I created just an acronym with four letters. And, and hopefully that's um, going to be easy to remember. Yeah, no, I really like that. Um, I think I pretty much got through high school by learning acronyms. Um, so yeah, yeah so I know mnemonics I, and all kinds of stuff, right? I, I literally, I'm pretty sure, but, um, <laughs> I, so I'm going to go a little bit off topic real quick. I looked at sure. your, I looked at your website. I was looking at your website and you were talking about yeah. the changing, changing face of education and why we need to be doing more of, of this type of stuff. Um, absolutely. Tell me the why, like, like, why do we need to be so so I believe that most schools um, in our education system today are still um, in a more traditional approach to learning. Um, I don't think that the majority of schools today really do a good enough job in preparing students for the world that we currently live in. Our world is rapidly changing. It's rapidly evolving. It's unpredictable. And I don't think we're doing a good enough job with helping teach skills that are going to be transferable to when they get out of school or when they get into college or when they go right into the workforce. And so I try to focus on workplace readiness skills that would be transferable no matter what they do in life, right? Yeah. Being able to um, answer questions that you have, that you're passionate about, that you find meaningful and relevant, being able to build skills um, that you really want to learn how to master, those things, being adaptable, being adaptive, being um, you know willing to change and pivot quickly, those are skills that are going to help you to be successful in today's world. And I think we could do a better job of helping students be able to have those skills that will set them up for success in life. So, okay. So while you were talking, um, I looked at plane tickets to Virginia because I need, <laughs> I need to come we need over a pint of beer and talk about this subject because... This is sub a subject. Uh, have you read any of uh, Ted Dentersmith's books? Like, no, uh, I have to write him down. Ted yeah, Dentersmith. Ted, Ted Dentersmith. He was okay. President Obama's nominee to the UN for Education. Okay. And, uh, he wrote the book Most Likely to Succeed, uh, but he talks substantially about this idea of skills versus knowledge, um, mm -hmm. and that yep. this. Um, I was, I was actually, man, as I was hiking this week, um, one of the things that I love about hiking is I get like literally six straight hours of doing nothing but walking. And all I, all I'm thinking about is the next step. So I get to think for six hours. So I was thinking about actually this topic and I was thinking about how, so stay with me here. Number one, we've been talking about 21st century skills for now 23 years, and we still haven't figured it out. Right. Um, number two, the world that you and I were in back in the 90s, completely different than the world we're trying to lead. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The type of the type of child, but we're still trying to use um, 
one of my friends says the 1990s playbook. We're still trying to use that playbook. Yep. To prepare our kids for your and I reality when that's not their reality. And then I got to start to thinking where when we were kids, the liberal arts degree was exactly what we need our high schoolers learning today. Like kids don't, kids don't have the option. The workforce is you either have a skill or you make minimum wage and you're destitute for poverty. There's, there's really no, you know what I mean? So like one of my big ideas is high schools have to be more of the liberal arts degree type of mentality that when you and I were kids, yeah. now it's, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So oh, I love this knowledge. Sure. And so one of the most profound books that I've read that I actually cite and quote in my book is from Dan Pink, A Whole New Mind. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've, read, I've read Daniel Pink's uh, The Motivation one. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. The Drive, right? Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. This one was um, before what's, Drive. What's it called? A Whole New Mind. Whole New Mind. Okay. I'm going to write it down. And he has a ton of research um, that he has accumulated um, to make a really strong point that today's world, right brain um, skills are a lot more valuable than left brain skills. Absolutely. And so I think to your point in the 90s, you know, a lot of it was focused on left brain logic, you know, um, sequence thinking. And now it's more about how can you deliver information with emotional impact? You know, how how can you convince people to buy what you're selling? How can you creative right yeah yeah exactly so robots are starting to use that logic and linear sequencing thinking right and what becomes more valuable now is those human quality traits that robots can't reproduce or replicate right and so he gives a lot of really strong points about what we need to do to help students leverage that right brain and get them thinking in creative ways with emotional impact yeah Um, it's an awesome book yeah you know uh, actually it got me thinking about something uh, not to get us off topic, but I think our conversation is awesome. So anybody that's listening is probably going to be drawn into it. But I got I to so. thinking. I, I got to thinking about that very something you you were talking about. Um, it's about the emotion, you know, being able mm. to provide it with an emotional. I, I can't remember exactly what you said. An emotional impact. or impact. context. Yeah. yeah, some some humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So during COVID. I was a dean at a high school and our school shut down for essentially a year for the most part. Um, And I was in charge of all virtual, all students that were doing a virtual platform during that time. So my job was to check in with them, call them weekly, motivate them, blah, 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 blah. And one of my takeaways um, from that is that um, computers can teach content but teachers are the only ones that can actually teach life. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So like all these kids were getting all of this content fed to them, which was sometimes I think what we focus too much, the content, the content mm. when in, in reality, if that's all we need, then get rid of your teachers and just hire computers. But, but that's not what we want. Exactly. And that's not what right. we need. And- and so with, with information so accessible these days, right, you can get it from a computer or you can Google just about anything you want and, you know, check the credibility and, ver- you know, yeah. uh, how credible the resources are. What becomes more important now is not what you know, it's how you can use what you know in a meaningful way, right? 
And so um, actually my, my first chapter in the book is, is what I call the Jeopardy paradox. If you think about the skill set that people have on Jeopardy, it was really valued, you know, in 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. That's right? genius. How much, how much can you retain in your, that is in your genius. information, right? But what becomes more important now is not remembering about information. No, hell you, have, no. you have the ability to be able yeah. to find that information anywhere. It's about how can you use that information to apply, to solve problems, make decisions, right? All of those things becomes more valuable today. Yeah, people, old school people really like turn their noses up when I say like, you're not going to like this, but we really should stop asking our elementary kids to memorize the capitals, to memorize um, trivial information, trivial right? information yeah. that literally all I got to do is say, hey, Google. And there it goes. And and within five seconds, because our brain will latch on to what we need to learn. We know that now about brain science. So it's less about the memorizing and more about the using it. And then you'll memorize it. Exactly. It's it's the other way of thinking about it, right? Yeah. Yep. Couldn't agree man, with you more. Man, this is fun. So, okay. <laughs> like we could go on for probably hours and maybe- Absolutely. Maybe we need to do, maybe we need to do a Bradley Lands, Ryan Scott part two. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can absolutely do that. Um, okay. So before, okay. So to wrap it up a little bit, um, Bradley. Yeah, let me jump in. Sorry. Yeah, let me ahead. jump in real quick. You, yeah. you made a, um, you made a comment about Brene Brown and you said something that I forgot to say, but I remember it now. I think you'll find it valuable. I didn't make up this quote, but I think it will really resonate with you because you and I are on the same page here as teachers. The most profound research that we can do is to learn about our students. That, I think that's really powerful. I can't agree. I, right? I, I challenge all of my teachers to spend two days with every kid, two minutes yeah. with every student every day. The most important research we can do as teachers is to learn more about our students. Amen. Amen. So and, and, and I'm going to go a, a step further. The most important research for an administrator is to learn about our people. All stakeholders, right? Your whole community. Yeah, absolutely. I I am less about the... I, I say it all the time. If I wanted to manage people, I would have went to McDonald's. I'm not a manager. I will never be a manager. I'm going to trust you to do what is right because I think innately everybody wants to do what's right. And especially if you foster an environment it, does it take time? Yes, but anything good does. So I, I love that mentality. You know, I think that's the difference between a boss and a leader. Yeah. You know, bosses yeah. a lot of times like to manage and micromanage and, you know, assert power. And a leader really tries to empower other people and lift them up and support them. Yeah. So, that's, that's the human side that you're talking about. That's what totally. we need. Yeah. That's what we need. Okay, brother. Um, this has been a lot of fun this evening. We've talked about tons, youth mental health. We've talked about uh, Knowledge Able, your uh, insanely awesome book that I think I checked my Amazon queue. It'll be here like when, third Friday, so it'll be here in two days. Um, but like I said, there's like four books in front of it. So oh, I'm sure. going to read it, but I promise you, you know, it's down there. Um, we we talked about uh, a new book that I'm going to read. Um, before In rights. Dude, you're writing a book. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I am. It's um, it's like my second wife, and I'm not not Mormon, so you know, whatever. <laughs> sorry if there's anybody. Else. I'm not making funny. It just came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> let our listeners know um how my friends can get a hold of you. Maybe they want to know more. Maybe they want you to talk somewhere they're at. Um, how can they get a hold of Bradley Lands? So um, I spend most of my time on social media on Twitter. That's my preferred okay. social media network. Okay. So my handle is at Mr. Lands. So I'm still a teacher at heart, even though, you know, I'm in leadership now. Yep. I still, still see myself as a teacher. So I love handling that as uh, Mr. Lands. And then um, you can also email me at brad at uplearnllc.com. Brad at uplearnllc.com. Yes. Right on, man. Okay. Yeah. Any, any parting words from the one and only Mr. Bradley Lands? <laughs> um, just thank you so much, Ryan. Um, yeah. This is this is what helps to fuel my inspiration. Just meeting people online, getting passionate people together to talk about really important topics. Um, I just want to say thanks so much. I really enjoyed it, and I, I hope to be back for part two. Maybe um, when you dive into the book, you can ask me some questions, and we'll we'll pick apart you know some yeah. of it and uh, and see if people might be interested in that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a voracious highlighter. I like old school yellow highlighters with all my books. Um, oh, let me let me nerd out on you real quick. I might I might up nerd you here. We'll okay. See. So I highlight all the books that I read too, right? I, I read tons of books and which is what I use a lot of research for, for my, for my book that I, that I read. So after highlighting, I go back and I type up all of my notes that I highlighted quotes, page numbers, everything. Right. And I put that in my Google drive. And okay. so anytime I need to quickly reference something like, Oh man, I think I had a quote that I read somewhere. Boom. I type. Oh, boom pops up. And guess what? That was the majority of research that helped yeah. me write my book. It was absolutely now, right? And then I can type in words for themes and be like, okay, so if I want to look for the word inquiry, right? How many different books have I read with the word inquiry? And then I'll grab those quotes, right? And I'll, I'll synthesize those. And so that was something that really got me a head start um, for writing my book is just doing that over like 10, 10 12 okay. years. Okay, I'm going to start it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so my big ed idea listeners, Thanks once again for joining us. It has been a ton of fun uh, talking to Mr. Bradley tonight about his big idea that super very much absolutely resonates with me. Um, and I'm going to leave you like I always do in the words of the immortal John Janoski, who is the best grandfather that any young man ever said, ever had. Um, when I would leave his house, he'd say, Ryan, until next time, thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion. And together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.